everyone and welcome to this bonus episode of the Say It podcast. See, with it being Shakespeare week, which we've all agreed is the toughest week in the competition, we thought we'd reach out to an extra industry professional and get their thoughts on how to bring Shakespeare to life. So today I'm going to be joined by Emily Redpath. Now, Emily is a UK actress and is playing Juliet in the brand new virtual live streamed version of Romeo and Juliet alongside Dear Evan Hansen's Sam Tutty. But what makes this retelling of Romeo and Juliet so unique is that it's all been made during the pandemic, using green screens instead of a stage and set in a post-COVID, almost apocalyptic near future, where Romeo and Juliet both absolutely live in the 21st century. In this episode, she talks about the challenges of performing scenes to a green screen rather than to another actor and gives her advice for the aspiring actors in the Say It competition. Enjoy. Well, thanks, Emily, for joining us on the Say It podcast. So essentially what we've been doing with our students is running a five-week monologue competition because a lot of what we do is musical theatre based and so that doesn't usually in our normal in-person sessions leave a lot of room for piece to camera monologues and it's been awesome to see students as like younger six and older as 19 Mm. take on these different styles we've started off with contemporary and made it very broad and accessible and then on week five now we've gone to Shakespeare at week which has definitely been the hardest one for everyone (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) but this has all come from us out of the fact that we've been in lockdown so haven't been able to do the shows that we usually would and I think you know as you know it's gone for everyone it's safe to say it's completely changed the entire world of the creative industry yeah but what's that lockdown or the whole pandemic been like for you yeah definitely getting used to filming myself and kind of on a positive note with that watching myself back constantly and being a bit more What's the word? Objective? Subjective? Oh dear. <laughs> I really should know the difference. But just watching <laughs> myself and um, mm-hmm. being like, okay, this was good, this wasn't good, and knowing why that wasn't good so I can redo it. So that's been good um, in terms of filming myself, but also just not getting as much feedback and direct feedback. Mm-hmm. So having to rely on maybe what I've learned or um, just maybe a cl- clearer mindset so that... Um, I don't completely stop myself from doing anything. Um, So just kind of keep going and giving myself direction as much as possible. So do you feel like, obviously, there's there's a big gap from not being able to get that direct feedback from others. Mm. But do you feel that kind of self-reliance in a sense is something that you're you're looking to take through into the post lockdown world in terms of being able to balance both internal feedback and external yeah definitely definitely especially with any filming um there's so much going on on set um even in on in theater there's so much you know happening and the director has a lot to deal with and obviously it's their job to direct you but they see the piece as a whole so Um, it's always good to not have to rely on anyone else or any kind of external validation to know what you're doing to get a script and be able to do as much as you can and then just go for it and go with your gut and let go, let flow and just see what happens. And then the director can intervene as and when they need to. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that that kind of confidence in your own kind of interpretation of an idea and and going with what you feel is right and really following your gut instinct is that something that you as an individual and as an actress have always had or has it come with time oh that's definitely come with time (laughs) (laughs) that's come with time learning I'm still learning you know Uh as well to kind of I can say that but I don't often you know always do it as well mm-hmm. so it's just yeah, yeah just <laughs> yeah at the beginning it's um sometimes I think at the very beginning um you maybe trust yourself more you're younger you can just go with it and see what happens and then something happens in between and then sometimes you can you know feel like you're not doing this right or you have to please this person or do that and then now I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting back into okay let's just do something and then see what happens yeah i think that's been something that we've spoken to all of our contestants about and because although it's a competition the way to get into the final so to speak has been to just compete in all five rounds so rather than like a leaderboard and people getting eliminated it's more if you enter in each week and therefore show the versatility that the challenges have been designed to meet then that's the way into the final where there is a competitive element but therefore use it as as a bit of a sandbox to be experimental and playful with how you want to do it and there's no like it has to be one right way yeah that's great but i think with romeo and juliet that you've just done or just what's just been released Mm. there's maybe i can't think of a better example of being done in in a unique quirky individual (laughs) way i mean the style I, I was texting our like team whilst I was watching it last night going, oh, this is different. This is new. <laughs> this is done this way. And it was just absolutely brilliant. And, and probably the most 2020 and 2021 thing I've seen in a while. So in your kind of words as, as a part of that production, mm. can you tell us what was so unique about this version of Romeo and Juliet? Um, definitely the amount of time we had to do it in. Um, also, I don't know, Sam and I didn't know the play beforehand, really. Sam had maybe watched it (laughs) once, I'd never. And going at it so fresh and without even time to prepare and to maybe get more into the Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet flow, we were just like, okay, let's just do it, gut feeling. So in terms of Mm -hmm. that, like, it's almost like we didn't come at it from you know, any preconceived ideas of what it should be like, which often Shakespeare does, you know, because it's everywhere. I thought going into watching it, it would have been easy to draw comparisons to like the the Baz Luhrmann kind of fairly modern version. But even yeah. even that, it was still completely unique and in of its own. I mean, how much yeah. did the did the having to do it kind of semi-virtually with green screens and, and CGI make a difference for you as as an actress? Um, well, definitely kind of timing-wise and reactions-wise, you had to use your imagination a lot more. And uh, we mm-hmm. had a rehearsal, maybe one over Zoom or in person with, you know, perspex screens and stuff. And then after that, you almost had to, well, you did, you had to remember what the blocking was, what their reactions were, kind of the ballpark around it. And then just 
do whatever prep that you did and hope that it matches <laughs> up with the other actor. So, um, yeah, definitely that. It gave you some kind of freedom where you could just do whatever, um, but also, you know, just activated your imagination like nothing else. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. How much of it then, and this is this is more out of my like curiosity for how, I just think it was really well put together, but how much of it when you were filming the final piece were you with the other actors and how much of it was you filming and them filming and it all in separation? Um, all of it was separate, apart from one day where, well, apart from, there were two actors who actually lived together, so they got to film together. Um, but um, there was one day where me, Sam, um, Brandon and Nick, the director, got COVID tested and that was the only day. So we did all of the Romeo and Juliet scenes wow. on that day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I'm just remembering back that now. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of it was yeah. by ourselves. That is crazy. That is that is mad to think and and obviously there's it makes sense because obviously the scenes that are between you and sam do seem to be the two that have the most kind of surely there's got to be a time when you aren't you know miles apart from each other recording in some separate space and i mean in terms of that role do you feel it's I suppose it's a bit of an obvious one, really, but do you feel it's important for those two characters who are so iconically tied together, for the actors behind those two characters to really get on? Uh, what, like, as people? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd hope always you'd get on. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, <laughs> I don't know, the, the writing obviously is so amazing that... Hopefully the bond between them will be there regardless of what happens off set. But um, being able to be in a space with someone and to like have Sam as well to run lines with or to freak out to was so helpful. <laughs> so we felt comfortable in this kind of weird thing together. So that was definitely extremely helpful. That's that. Uh, I think that's, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine because how long did you have to actually start the process and finish it? Yeah, I think both of us had about three days, three and a half days rehearsals and wow. then about three days, three, four days filming. That's bonkers <laughs> wow yeah i was expecting it to be, i was expecting three four weeks to be the answer <laughs> that's crazy wow so in terms of that then that quick turnaround mm. do you feel like you were able to bring a lot of who you felt juliet was to the piece because i think certainly watching it it felt really really as you've said earlier fresh and that she was not um an imitation or an homage to some prior version. It was very much someone who lived in a modern day setting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nick, again, the director, he really, really helped with that because he was like, we don't have enough time to really faff about and to really, really, really nitpick. But I want <laughs> you to just go for it as much as you can. Come with whatever you have already. Um, trust that you were cast for that reason and just go <laughs> you know just keep going and don't stop until the end so um yeah we definitely we sorted out the character we found some relationships really quickly and everyone was just working so hard to get that going 
and to find those little nuances with like the the similarities between maybe Juliet and her mother and that strength and all of these little things we quickly picked up and then we just did it the best that we could afterwards. So our guys have had about four, four or five days mm. just to turn around one monologue, so not not film the whole show. Yes, that's um, difficult. But one of the pieces of advice that we tried to give them was that the audience doesn't need to understand every single word to understand the story and understand the emotion in the scene. Yeah. Do you agree with that? And is that something that you you found when you were creating the piece? Yeah, definitely. In terms of um, the audience, yeah, I think there's only so much you can worry about them. But as long as you <laughs> understand every single word and why you're saying it, and um, then that, yeah, that's kind of all that matters. What happens after that, if you know what you're doing, then... Um, like the gist would definitely be understood, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. There's also a huge technical element in the uh, elephant in the room, and that was mm. the iambic pentameter, um, yeah. <laughs> which our guys have have tried to take their hand to this week and done done a great job with that. How did you find? Had you done that style of delivery before, or was this show the first time for it? Um, um I think it was probably the first proper time um, putting it into practice. Um, I've kind of studied it like a lot of people have um, mm -hmm. in school, at uni. Um, but again, I had Nick, thank you, Nick, to help <laughs> us remember all of that and to realise that it's not necessarily something to be afraid of, not necessarily something that you have to consciously think of, but it's in there to help you. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh yeah. And it kind of helped everything flow and then when the iambic was broken as well to mm -hmm. really focus on that and ask why so it, it just helped with the story especially with the balcony scene where that is mm -hmm. like it's really strong and they pick up on each other's Romeo and Juliet pick up on each other's flow so that was really nice and we got some time to go through that what was the difference or how was that difference around performing to camera for a film mm. and then also performing to camera of a staged piece to film? Yeah, that was weird for me at the beginning, definitely. I wasn't really sure how theatre or how film it should be because <laughs> obviously there's not that much different in terms of prep, just in terms of maybe the level or whatever. Mm. Um, but once I'd got over the fact that, okay, I need to think of this as a theatre piece, then it was okay. And I was quite comfortable having the camera there. And um, it's nice because it picks up things that wouldn't be seen on stage. But when I was watching it for the first time, which wasn't that long ago, I think just last week, <laughs> I was like, I can see the mixture of the two because there'd be some things perhaps in film that would have been um, different so maybe like some of the close-ups and the um, having some things a lot further away and it gave you that being in an auditorium film, feel, feel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was very interesting to see that, that even though it was a filmed theatre piece, you could still almost see some theatrical elements to it, as in it, some of the things that maybe would be up close on a film wouldn't be for this specific, odd, mm -hmm. unique show. If that makes any sense. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think it was, 
you know, it was a creation of, the, it seemed to watch it, it was like, it was created out of the circumstances that we're in at the moment. And, yeah. and otherwise, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be almost a place for it yeah. in, in a world where you can have film and you can have theatre. But right now, you, you certainly can't have one of them. So this like fusion that it was, I just thought was really worked to watch that mm. right now. Do you think going as we move slowly and slowly and slowly <laughs> out of COVID and lockdown, yeah. do you think that as as an actress, you'll see more and more of those kinds of projects? Yeah, um, I think so. And I think the technology um, can will give people different opportunities where maybe some things could be filmed um, in one part of the country or one part of the world and something else could be filmed in another part somewhere completely different and then eventually put them together and have, you know, actors next to each other that wouldn't be able to be next to each other. or um, And then mm. it might just give more opportunities. Uh, I definitely think it will be so helpful for that and giving more people the opportunity to perform or to be on different stages and to try things out. So... For that, I definitely think mm-hmm. it's a great piece of technology. Absolutely. I think that, and that's really exciting to think of that, you know, the the, the investment that all of us are, are making into alternative forms of theatre exactly. aren't going to be a wasted effort once things come back to normal. They can be recycled into new ideas. Yeah. So... Emily, our guys are now entering into the final week. Everyone who's completed this week's round of Shakespeare is now about to enter into their grand finale where we'll have basically a panel of industry pros right. watch their pieces and give their their feedback and advice and Ooh, essentially exciting. cast their, their winner. Um, we can't wait, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's, so it's going really, really well. And we've literally, literally like, you know, this year, uh, uh, this week we had... Someone who was six take on one of the witches from Macbeth oh, and someone from from all ages take on all sorts. So our guys are just about to enter into their last week of the competition. Mm. And it's a bit of a student's choice, a little bit of a free for all. So they can pick any monologue from any genre and it can be their full length piece. Whereas usually they've had to stick it to just 60 minutes, 60 seconds oh, okay. previously. But would you have any advice in terms of what would you look for for a really strong performance to camera? Yeah. Um, yeah, like a real joy behind the piece. So I love it when you can see an actor is really like having fun and like letting go and putting everything that they can and want to into that piece. So that goes beyond the characterization or whatever. It's just something like here that's quite I'm pointing my chest, you can't see that. Uh, that's quite bright. And, you know, you can see it in someone's eyes behind a character that they're just mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. So definitely that. And um, I don't know, it's like, it's kind of the same as that, but just a, a confidence in themselves that they're like, I'm doing this, I enjoy it. And um, like, I trust that I can do this. So I probably look for that, and then after that, obviously, amazing characters, um, different takes. But yeah, the joy I think is really beautiful to watch when you see performers. And do you feel like that? Do you think that joy has to be of a positive character, of a of a happy character, or can can there be no. the darker characters as well that have that? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. in terms of characterization, like there are no evil characters. They just 
feel like what they're doing is right and they have something that they want and they can't see anything other than that. So it's just their version of happiness or brightness. So in terms of that, that definitely not. And it's so interesting when you see uh, like a quote unquote bad character or whatever, um, that's clearly enjoying what they're doing, even if they know it's wrong, that there's uh, just like something underneath it that's just bright and exciting, yeah. Yeah, I, I ask because we had Villains Week just about two oh, weeks cool. ago. And so many, it was a little bit concerning actually how, <laughs> how comfortable with villains everyone was. Um, it makes you slightly anxious about going back to work with everyone. Um, but so many of the performers felt so in their element or so from knowing them behind the character so much that they were enjoying the piece mm. and, and really thriving undertaking on that challenge yeah it's often because it's not like you that um mm -hmm. you can almost just completely go for it and i mean nothing that's human is alien to us so you could do the worst thing ever and not believe it yourself but just do it as the character and it's fun so i can i can mm. believe that definitely <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for that. And I'm sure this these guys will take that advice going on into next week. But yeah, there's been a real range of, of the themes. So to see what one maybe someone singles in on mm. is going to be really interesting. Mm. But just to kind of wrap up then, in terms of a lot of our guys have got the ambition of going on to perform professionally and it be what they make a living out of. Mm. And moreover, just because it means that they can do it more often in, yeah. um, as they grow up. So what would your advice be for someone who who basically wants to be in a position that you're in? Um, I think just keep going and um, believe that you can succeed. Because I think often you can want something, but maybe there might be something underneath that's saying, oh, maybe I can't do this or maybe it's not for me or any of those thoughts. You might not, and that's great. But um, mm -hmm. definitely don't believe that. And every time you might think that, just be like, oh, no, that's not true. And then keep going. And anything that pops up, whether it's not necessarily for you or you don't think, like Romeo and Juliet, I never thought I'd play a Juliet ever in my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? I'll do that. And it might be scary, but I think just go for it. And if you get cast in something like, oh, I don't know, just say yeah. And often the best opportunities aren't from your own making. So just, you know, keep saying yes to things and you'll find your footing and where you specifically should be, like you and your unique talents. Um, yeah, it'll find a place. So just keep going. Thank you so much. I mean, we've had... We've had three competitions now. Mm. This is, I mean, if we have a fourth lockdown, we have run out of options. We've done a singing one, a dance one, and an acting one. So I don't know, we're doing tech theatre next for it. Um, but in each one, there's been people who've, some people have took their hands to all three. Some people have just taken on one. Mm. But regardless of one, two, or three, they've taken on the challenge. Yeah. And I think what's been really apparent is everyone who's accepted that challenge has in some way or another massively benefited on it yeah. from it because we've seen them improve visually on camera mm. so as much as you feel 
and it goes back to, I guess, what we were saying at the start, but that as much as lockdown has certainly has brought plenty of negatives, mm. it poses the opportunity for some real positives as well. A hundred percent. Like, I completely agree. You know, all the outside stuff, yeah, it's horrible. It's it's not ideal, obviously, and <laughs> we have amazing people working really hard to kind of get everything slowly coming back to normal. But in terms of what you can do and do for yourself, yeah, I think take time to relax, to do something that you wouldn't have done before. And um, you'll come out of this lockdown so much better if you've done all these things, mm -hmm. one of these things, decided to do a, sing, um, a singing competition that maybe you were nervous about and, um, yeah, all of that is uh, great. Sorry, noises in my flat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no problem. Well, Emily, thank you. Thank you so much yeah, for you. popping onto the podcast and talking to us and giving us some advice. It's been an absolute pleasure yeah. to have you on uh, and ha have a great rest of lockdown. Yeah, pretty thank much. you, you too. Good luck, everyone in the competition. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Bye.